Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. You're about to meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Here's Frankie to show you how. Hello there, and welcome to Mission Unstoppable. I am your host, Frankie Picasso, and today we are going on another mission, as per usual. Uh, today we're going into a world where spirit, inspiration, and entertainment all come together. Our guides today are co-creators in real-life couple, Mary Dufre and her husband, Paul L. Clark, who are self-described as inspirational TV, video, and content development specialists. They are passionate artists. They believe in using their talents for the motivation and creation of a more positive world through their company, Inspertainment. Inc. I love that. Mary is an internationally recognized award-winning TV professional who for over 30 years worked as a creative TV producer, writer, director. Uh, she's now an inspirational TV producer, writer, director, children's book author, as well as artist, speaker, Reiki, and feng shui specialist. Paul is an internationally acclaimed visual communicator, interpreter, and perspective shifter. I like that. Involved in visual communication and everything from digital to ink. His timeless designs and multi platform creativity uh creative ingenuity are seen in hundreds of hours of television shows in movies on websites in the corporate arena nationally and internationally and on shelves in stores and homes worldwide he is a multi-skilled animator special effects to graphic design and fine art and he truly is an artist in every sense of the world word i should say my apologies uh Let's meet them. We're going to find out whole bunches about them in just a few minutes. So welcome, Mary and Paul, to the show. Hello, Frankie. Hello, hello. Oh, it's so great to have you. I found out, um, Paul, that you're an avid musician and a drummer. And when I saw your picture, I... You look so familiar to me because I'm also a drummer. And oh, I just great. wondered yeah. if we had hung out, you know, I'd seen you drumming somewhere or hung out in similar similar places. Uh, I'm like, that guy looks so familiar. Where do I know him from? And I, I knew it wasn't from TV. So, yeah, very cool. Um, I want to ask you both. You say that you sidestepped. You sidestepped award-winning careers and went into mainstream media, from mainstream media to work uh, from the heart. Now, when did this happen for you both? Was this like a midlife awakening? Um, you you could kind of, I guess, say that, excepting that we, you know, I mean, we age is sort of, um, age, age kind of isn't relevant. It mm-hmm. was one of those things that we went, you know, the stuff that's going on and the stuff that we're producing is not, in, for, for major broadcasters, is not, uh, making seeming to make a big difference in the world, so we went. Let's produce our own stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what it was was um, working on. Like I'm from the advertising world. Met Mary, got into the TV world, which was just absolutely from a, being from a small town. I wanted to work with the largest corporations and broadcasters. And knock wood, I'm grateful I did it. Once we got there, um, like Mary's worked with Jim Henson. She's worked on yeah. all kinds of stuff. 
And after a while, working on TV shows, I went from the advertising world, art directing, creative directing, over to the TV, art directing um, TV shows. So I'm overseeing 50 animators, 100 animators, and all that. But wow. after a while, it was, okay, put another fight in there. Put another conflict in there. We want a little more aggression. We want, you know, and that mm-hmm. started creeping into the TV more and more. And you don't realize it consciously, but it was starting to kind of eat away at us a bit. And then me being in advertising, I'm, I was very good at it. I was winning international mm-hmm. awards for selling a lot of stuff that people really don't need. Mm-hmm. And once it started to bubble to the top, we basically kind of looked at each other and said, you know what, this isn't quite right here, you know. And on top of all that, going through this, the, all these careers and everything, I've, I've got Crohn's. So it started to act up. Oh, yeah. You know, and I've been, you know, life-saving operations and all that stuff. And it's like it all kind of culminated at the same time. And when I was in the hospital bed, you know, a friend phoned and said, so what are you going to do? And I said, well, just get right back at it. And he said, you're going to kill yourself. And it's like, you know what? It just brought tears to my eyes. And I said, yeah, and we're not doing that good out there service mm-hmm. of what we do. And we, we looked at each other and basically said, you know, what what do we do? And I just wanted out. I want to get out of advertising, want to get out of TV, want to get everything, just go hide in our little house in the country and build decks, you know, something. And yeah. um, someone came along and said, well, could you just design this logo for me? And I love doing, visually interpreting people's hopes and dreams. You know, they call it business. Sure, and, yeah. And, you know, so I got a computer kind of built by a friend who does all this, teaches at university and uh, college, and started doing that. And I got right back into it and designing and visually interpreting stuff. And Mary looked at me and said, you know, you can't stay away from this stuff. And it's like, nah, let's use our our talents for good, you know, our super talents for yeah. for good sort of thing. So we thought, okay, what do we do? Like, and, you know, and uh, Mary was saying, you know, all of the TV shows and kids shows and that that we're working on all started off as books. So we thought, you know what, let's do a book, you know, it's like out of our realm, but let's, let's try it. And so we taught, we t- we sidestepped. We just uh, once I got out of the hospital, got better, and you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Started talking to educators all over, curriculum developers, Montessori people, uh, guidance counselors, librarians, grandparents, and we said, we know what kids like, you know, burps and uh, loud music, <laughs> and you know, like we know how to get their attention. We've been doing yeah, it for years, yeah. all, like on a, a, a grand scale. You know, I've worked on TV shows for Alliance, Atlantis, and Disney, and all that. But what do they really need? And they all said anything that would help build their character, you know, uh, character development, that kind of thing, and don't make it like a textbook. And so we took some time, and it was like it was just obvious to us. It's like with the TV experience and all that, um, we took every one of their issues and uh, wrote a limerick for it, you know, because rhyme really works. It does work, and it's interesting how you know I can still remember nursery rhymes from when I was a kid. And I I was watching a movie the other day, and somebody was reciting these rhymes. I'm like, oh, am, you know. And I don't I don't know if my children still remember them or not, but I certainly remember because my mom was big. You know, big on the nursery rhymes. Yeah. And it, it's funny how they stick with you for forever, you know? And we started looking at those, 
yeah. realized where did they all come from? And they're all they're all coming from medieval times and talking about diseases and plagues mm-hmm. and you know. And it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> can't we do something that's a little more positive here? You know. And uh, it's been uh, like our first book uh, was yeah. uh, Scribble and Grin. We call it yeah. 53 Rhymes for Inspiring Times. We took 53 of the major issues that the uh, teachers and everyone told us and wrote a limerick for each one. Some are a little longer because you have to explain things a bit more. So, But basically they're all five-line rhymes. First, I, let me stop you for one second because I, I want to say that these are the most beautiful books. Scribble and Grin, you know, 53 Rhymes for an Inspiring Time, best, best children's winner, Indie you know, Award Excellence winner. Uh, absolutely beautiful book. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very, you know, lovely kids, adults. Everybody wants to touch it and see it for sure. It was awarded the winning finalist in USA Best Book Awards. So parents, if you're listening, this is a book that you will want to get for Christmas. It's a book you want to put in your stocking. It's a book you're going to want to read to your children daily and kids are going to want to read to themselves because it's fun. It's fun. It's colorful. It makes sense. It's giggly, you know. Um, it's, you would, it's rhyme with reason. A lot of the education. Yeah, experts, rhyme with reason. These are nursery rhymes for the 21st century. You know, yeah, yeah. Really nice. You know, it empowers kids. That's the whole thing. And they don't realize it. And, it, you know, you talk about bullying. You talk about, you know, oh, in bullying, people who don't make you good feel good. Yeah. What's inside that counts? Your skin color shouldn't matter. Your socioeconomic uh, situation shouldn't matter. All of that stuff. It's it's issues that kids deal with every day, but how do you bring them up and talk about them and use them as stepping stones to, you know, open the discussion on the, all these issues, you know? it's And it, they're easy, they're fun, and, and that's what they said is, how do you make bullying fun? You know, they get the police yeah. to come in and say, bullying is bad, and it's like, yes, Mr. Policeman or Mrs. Jones, we know it's bad, but now we're we're getting teachers calling us saying they had a you know uh, they introduced the book on a uh, in the morning the afternoon there was a horrendous uh, um, name calling situation and they she just said anyone know that rhyme and the whole class stopped dead and just did the rhyme it was great she said it was fantastic uh, yes and Mary you wrote a lot of this book yourself right you you I, did the I do most of the writing Frankie um, yeah Paul Paul has. Paul's a guy with amazing, amazing ideas, mm-hmm. and I am—I I have always been a writer. I have always been somebody who has been able to write and rhyme. I—I'm I, so grateful. I had a teacher when I was in grade five, who always, always had us to um, um, memorize poetry. Yeah, and I was not—you know—I was not a tremendous academic. But she had us, she had us um, reciting poetry, and as a result, I wound up writing a speech, and that speech won me an award. And ever since then, I have been really, really great at, at reciting and writing poetry. Good for you. So, wow. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very cool. So what happens is, is that um, I'll sit down with a, bunch of, with, with a bunch of thoughts, and then Paul will go, what about this, and what about this, and what about this, and he'll give me something, and and I'll take it and spin it around. So we have this really great synergy between the two of us, and it's like, it it happens, stuff just comes out, because, and and I'm just, I'm blessed with that ability to be able to write and rhyme. 
Yeah. I love that. I used to do that with my kids, you know, hiding presents and things like that, put little, little poems on their beds and let them go. And, and they still remember that today. You know, they're, they're late twenties, early thirties, but they go, mom, it was so great. I love that. And I go, well, you can do that for your kids. You know, nothing's stopping you, <laughs> but it is fun. Now, what is your, we, we've got two minutes to break, one minute to break. What's your favorite rhyme in the book? Do you have one? And we'll read it when we come back. Oh my goodness. Um, geez. Paul, do you have one? I love different ones for different reasons, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's one really long one that I love that actually is not, um, it is is not limerick, and it's called um, um, Prince. Oh God, I don't even remember. It's okay. You know what? You're going to go to a break, and when we come back, you'll be able to find it and tell us all about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think that's great. You know what? When you write books like these, it, it's so hard to remember everything that you wrote um, and your mind goes blank, but they're absolutely stunning. And I, I don't think there's a bad one in the bunch. So when we come back, we're going to read, we'll, we'll read a few and then we'll talk about some other things. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Thank you. That's right. Don't stop listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to the American College of Sports Medicine, nearly 1.5 million Americans have heart attacks each year, and about a third of them die. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death in the United States and accounts for almost 50% of all deaths each year. It affects nearly 14 million Americans. An inactive or sedentary lifestyle is one of the top risk factors for heart disease. Thankfully, it's a risk factor that you can do something about. Regular exercise will not only strengthen your cardiovascular system, it will also improve your circulation. Many experts agree that the best defense against cardiovascular disease is regular exercise, especially aerobic exercise. So it's time to get on a consistent exercise program and increase the health of your heart. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. And we're back. You're listening to Mission Unstoppable. Today we have the team from Inspertainment, Inc., Mary Dufre and her husband, Paul L. Clark. And I said when we come back, they're going to read us their favorite rhymes, uh, 53 rhymes for inspiring times from Scribble and Grin. Who wants to take the first shot? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. okay. Oh, I think one of my absolute favorites in the book is called Taming the Bully, and it's extremely timely for, the, you know, for these, these, uh, these days. Mm-hmm. It starts, I'm rough, and I'm tough, and I'm mean. I'm the nastiest you've ever seen. 
Do it my way, she cried. You're a bully, he sighed. All that bellowing sounds so obscene. If you want something done in your way, there are much nicer things you could say. You'd be further ahead using manners instead, and you'll have much more fun when you play. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Simple and memorable. That's it. It really is. Yeah, and and it's it's a good visual. Good visual. Yeah, we were uh, called to a school, and the teacher said, you have to see, the, the kids have to meet you. She said, I introduce a new book every uh, uh, day, and uh, Monday was Scribble and Grin. Tuesday was a different book. They wanted ours. Wednesday was a different book. They wanted ours, and she said oh. it went all week. And when we got there, she said, they have a surprise for you, and she said, this is their idea. And what Mary just read was one of the ones that they used was, she said, it's the kids' ideas. Two classes together, they got in groups of five and six, and what they did is they performed um, nice. and their favorite ones in front, and they, they acted them out, and it was, it was, oh, it brought tears to her eyes. Oh, it was adorable. great. It was yeah. absolutely adorable to watch them stand up and do it. And, you know, I mean, they, they tried so hard to do it from memory and, and just get every emphasis <laughs> the right way. So good. So sweet. It just shows kids like to learn, and and I think you you, you said something about you know for the for the um, uh, what's the word I was looking for for the reader the kid who doesn't like to read this is a book oh, for kids who don't readers reluctant readers thank you yeah. yes that's yes. what a librarian said this is a go to book for all of them for the reluctant readers the boys because they they get into the silly ones you know we have in the book uh, different sections and yeah. one of them's uh, necessary nonsense because you have, just have to have have it and they'll get into smelly socks but they don't realize they're talking about cleaning the room up uh and then they start talking <laughs> about emotions and then they start looking at other things and they, it goes into all these other issues and these um like it, it gets right down to even the font that we chose it's mm-hmm. exactly how kids um uh are uh, taught to print and the books to, to describe them on uh, the radio here is um, the right-hand side is a, a great illustration, and on the left-hand side is the limerick. And that because if kids don't read yet, they, can, they love the pictures, and they know what the story is. But then mm-hmm. the type, the big words are the ones that rhyme. So they, can, they have fun going through the book and uh, picking out all the words that rhyme. And then they start doing sentence structure. And as one educator said to us, they're learning in spite of themselves. And we went, yeah, we thought of everything, you know. So, <laughs> we're so, you know, so Yeah. We're so wh- which one's yours, Paul? Yeah. Wh- which, which, which one do you want to read? Um, growing forward. Um, it's just kids, you know, when, like when I get old and being afraid of getting old and all that. Anyway, it's just called Growing Forward. There's something you need to be knowing. Where you're from is not where you're going. Your smile is sunny. You're smart and you're funny. Just keep that in mind when you're growing. And that, that's, that can go to socioeconomic. It can go to all kinds of stuff. Where you're from is not where you're going. So, you know, anything is possible. That's the whole thing. Absolutely perfect. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because just this week I, w- I was publishing in a magazine and mine was your potential. Your past is not your potential. So it's yeah. very similar. You're, you know, don't look where, you, where you're starting because it's not where you're going to end up. And, exactly. I, and I can just imagine the two of you when you first met. Give us your, your meeting story. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, we actually met um, on holiday in Venezuela. Really? Wow! Yeah. I, thought, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> okay. Uh, we met. We met on a resort. 
Um, I was there with a girlfriend, and he was there with um, somebody else that we're not going to discuss. She who will um, not be named. (laughs) Pardon me? I said she who will not be named. She will remain unnamed. That's right. And um, I I was, uh, it was New Year's, it was actually New Year's Eve, and it was 1986. Oh, wow. And we we were going into 1986. And it was the year that Halley's Comet was coming mm-hmm. through. So mm-hmm. uh, this is this is um, like if you've ever been at the equator at any time, you know that you can see the stars in an amazing way. Mm-hmm. So as Halley's Comet is coming through, there's millions of shooting stars. Okay, so he came up to me and said to me, "You know, um, are you, for, the first thing he said was, do you speak English?" Because I, had, I, I look, I look kind of Latin, especially because yeah. I, was, I was very tanned and I had really, really long dark hair down pat, down to my bum. And he said to me, "Do you speak English?" And I said, "Well, yes, I do." And he said, "Well, if circumstances were different, I would like to know you better." And I just kind of looked at him and went, "Okay." <laughs> and he walked away. Just to interject. This is New Year's. I was with somebody on vacation, but I was uh-huh. sitting there for the whole night by myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Feeling okay. lonely, going, okay, I'm, I'm on my, my own. I know I am, so I didn't want to come on to anyone. I didn't need any right. more relationships. I just wanted to dance because it was New Year's and the music was on. So I said, excuse me, I, I'm not hitting on you, but you speak English. You mm-hmm. know, so. let's, let's play. And so, um, yeah, we, we got to know, like, that, that, eve, that night, it was, you know, probably after midnight, we went for a walk together on the beach, and all of the shooting stars were flying across because Haley's Comet was coming through. And we just, like, we knew in, that, in, in, the, in the first seconds of meeting that mm-hmm. it was like, okay, this is different than any other meeting has ever been. Mm-hmm. And um, we've pretty much been together ever since. Yeah. Wow. It was. Faded. It was it was one of those. Do you speak English? Um, she not Let's only get speaks married. English. <laughs> she's not only speaks English. She's from Canada. I'm yeah. from Canada. She's from Toronto. She works in television. I'm in advertising. And I always wanted to get into television, and it's like, you know what? I just might be calling you when I get home. <laughs> that is so cool. Now, Mary, I I, I just want to say that Mary pr- wrote produced. Um, uh, you were the creative producer for Lonesome Dove, which is like one of my all-time favorite, favorite series. Oh, and, the, and, no, so, so uh, let, let's step back. I was not the creative producer on Lonesome Dove. I created all the promos for Lonesome Dove. Okay, okay. Well, it was still my favorite thing. It was an amazing show. <laughs> it really was an amazing show. Mm-hmm. And, and Paul, you, you um, worked with Norman Jewison. Oh, yeah. Like... Like you guys, oh, like are the I- Canadian icons of of this entertainment world, really, oh, or you know the audiovisual world. Yeah, just a sweetheart is working at. Uh, I always got into. I always looked at businesses, kind of backwards. You know, like advertising. I didn't go to the big advertising agency to get a job. I went to the production companies that they would hire, mm-hmm. or television. I'd go to the production company that was doing the special effects 
for movies and for the big broadcasters, and that's how I got in. I was working at a special effects place, and Norman, uh, uh, Mr. Jewison, was uh, working on Bogus with Whoopi Goldberg, Gerard Debertu, and all yeah. that, and uh, came to oh, the sure. special effects company, and I started talking to them, and they just said, you know what, you two get along, just whenever Mr. Jewison comes in, Paul, you just, we'll just put the two of you together, and kind of walk them through doing all the effects and everything for the movie and everything. It was great. That's fabulous. You know, I look at you two on paper um, and I go, they are so much fun to hang out with. You know, I imagine that their house is crazy fun because like you're my favorite kind because I'm creative and I know when I get in a room with creative people, the ideas are Uh, limitless. I mean, like everything is possible. And that's just like my most favorite place to play in that sandbox where everything is possible. We call it the tree house because you have to walk upstairs to it. And yeah. we've got a circular staircase, and we have open beams, and every beam has something on it, whether it's a ceramic that Mary made or a, uh, something. And people always come in, they, they always tell us, they get a sore neck because they're always up looking around. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little museum. Yeah. You know? it's, so it's our home, but it's our studio, you know? Yeah, you don't see everything the, the first 20 million times yeah. you walk in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. That's, that, that's pretty fun. We're going to go to a break in three minutes. But before we do that... Um, Scribble and Grin has another book, and it, it's a little bit more serious, but it, it's still a beautiful, beautiful book. And I want to I want to talk about um, Ruby, you know, Angels with Wings, um, and a little bit harder to talk about. But the Humane Society, the, the Ontario um, Humane Society, uses this book. Uh, we're still here, right? I just yeah. want to make sure. Okay, I oh, felt yeah. like I lost sound. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I felt like I lost a little bit of sound. Um, sorry, Angel in a Dog Suit. And this is like a, just a beautiful book. Of, it's about Puppy Mill Dog, who um, you guys were attracted to and took home and made your own. And I love this because there was two times that you that you guys went out to volunteer. And this was one of the times that you went to volunteer for uh, something in your neighborhood I guess, um, yeah. and, and a, a story about these puppy mill dogs that had been rescued by the, was it the Peterborough Humane Society? No, uh, Durham Region Humane Society. Durham Region. Mm-hmm. And this was like the second crop that had just come in, like about 30-some-odd well, small dogs? Over two weeks, there were three puppy mill raids that brought in 125 dogs. Unbelievable. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank God somebody's out there looking for it. Yep. And, and so you thought, well, if I go and do a story on a video story, then maybe that'll help them adopt some of these dogs. Exactly. And so that's what you, you two set out to do. And in the process, you met some very special dogs. And you have a special story. There was a little doggy with a broken leg. Um, it was so cute. So cute. Yeah, when we still uh, we we became very very good friends with um, that that little dog who was actually at, at the Humane Society. Her name was Tulip, but she is now Coco Bear. Oh, she lives yeah. with Mar- she lives with Marnie and her family, and uh, we became really good friends with Marnie as a result of meeting of of meeting her and Coco. And did Coco get her legs set? Or no. was it ever be, no, no, never been able to be was, fixed? It was far past the point of it. Uh-uh. He suffers no ill effects as a yeah. of hobbling around. She's adorable. She actually did a 5K. Oh, wow. The, the, yeah. the uh, Humane Society often does a 5K to raise money. And yeah. so, I mean, I'm sure Coco got carried, carried a lot of it, but there, she has um, two o- older sibling dogs. 
and the three dogs and Coco and her daughter Rayanne all did the 5K. And uh, there was Coco just running along on her three little leggies. Oh, good for her. We but you met Ruby Tuesday. Looked at each other and said, here comes Coco. And it's like, hobble, 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 hobble. You know, oh. has no idea she has a physical challenge at all. Good for her. Well, we're going to another commercial break. we got 15 seconds before we go off. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Ruby, um, the beautiful little Ruby that, that you found and loved and adopted. And, and we'll tell her story because it's just a wonderful book, too. Sure. Be right back. Here we go. That's right. Don't stop listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. It's marching Why does music give us chills? Goosebumps, or the medical term heripilation, occurs while listening to music. That's because music stimulates a reward pathway in the brain, encouraging dopamine to flood the striatum, a part of the forebrain activated by addiction, reward, and motivation. Melomaniacs or passionate music lovers can get the chills from songs they are familiar with as they anticipate that long-awaited chord at the climax of the piece. Music, it seems, affects our brains the same way that chocolate gamma and potato chips do. I think I may need to stick to chocolate and potato chips because I tried piano lessons and I felt like a gooster noodle. What's a word for a person who dislikes practicing the piano? A mesodactylist. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Runners are frequently plagued with injuries, aches, and pains. Much of these injuries can be traced to how they are landing on their feet when they run. When a runner lands on their heels, it sends forces up to three times their weight through their body. In the journal Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise, it was recently reported that runners who land on the ball of their foot are 40% less likely to have repetitive stress injuries than those who touch down heel first. When a runner lands on their forefoot, the impact is barely measurable. Shape Magazine says to land on the outer ball of your foot, behind the second to last and pinky toes. After the front of the foot hits, let your heel naturally touch down, then push off with your toes again to begin the next step. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. And we're back and we're going to talk about an angel in a dog suit. I mean, aren't they all just wonderful? But little Ruby Tuesday, she was part of that puppy mill group that uh, that, that Mary and, and Paul met when they went to do the video. Why don't you tell us about what you saw and what happened well, and how love started? <laughs> well, we've, we've actually found out about Ruby um, and about all of these dogs that needed rescuing in a network meeting, a networking meeting. And I remember leaving that meeting thinking, oh, my goodness, I want one of those dogs. And I called Paul on the phone, and I said to him, I I really want to go down and meet those dogs. And he said to me, you know what, let's do one better than just going and adopting a dog. Let's, um, Let's take our camera down. Let's create a video for them, help them get adopted. And, you know, it's like if we meet a dog that that uh, that we connect with, we'll, mm-hmm. you know, we'll adopt her. So, you know, in, this was like back in 2012, and we, we, um, we went, we shot the video, and I looked around and looked around and looked around and said, you know, Paul, my dog's not here. And mm-hmm. then somebody said, 
Uh, we heard, you know, one of the people that worked there said, oh, well, you know, there's those two dogs in the hallway. How come they're not out here? And they were chatting amongst themselves, and they carried out these two little dogs. One was a black one, one was a gray one, and they put them down on the ground, and here came this dog. She was running around. She'd never, ever been out on grass before, and I looked <gasps> at Paul, and I said, yeah. there's my dog. And so I watched her for a really long time, and they had a, a, they had a large fenced-in um, grassed area and she was running around the perimeter running around running around she wasn't socializing with any of the dogs she was looking for a safe space and you know they these dogs are not used to being handled mm-hmm. and i i um you know i i approached her really really slowly and eventually got you know was able to pick her up and i just it was like i melted i melted in the first possible second that she, and i we had this instant kind of connection and from then on I would go into the to the Humane Society. We decided we were going to adopt her. I would go every day. And it was quite a drive for us because we lived near Peterborough, and this was Durham Region. And I'd go yeah. almost every day with a little tiny piece of cheese. Oh. And I'd have the cheese. I have little bits of cheese in my in you know in my hand, and I'd I'd call her, "Come, Ruby, cheese." And so she got to know her name. She got to know who I was. And every time you'd see like a big crowd of dogs, and this little head would pop up out of the out, you know out of the the crowd of dogs, and she'd come, and we'd walk, and we had to wait for the longest two weeks of my life to be wow. To yeah, the adopter because they won't let them leave without being um, without being spayed or neutered. Was she a Maltese or a Shih Tzu? What was she? She was a cross, we think, between a Shih Tzu and a Yorkie. Oh, okay. It was um, she's probably she was probably about the size of a Shih Tzu, but mm-hmm. her coat was Yorkie like, and she had a longer nose, a little bit longer nose than a Shih Tzu. Okay, and she had that silvery color that um, that Yorkies have when they're little. Yeah, she's so cute. She's so cute. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. And, you know, what I love about this book, this is a personal book. I mean, it's a story of, of, you know, Ruby and the angel in a dog suit. And it works for everybody who needs to read a book about puppy mills and saving dogs and, you know, saying goodbye to dogs and whatever. But I love that, you know, you instantly recognize you and Paul in the book. The, you know, the, the art is, is you. And I'm like, oh, my God, look, it's Mary. That, that's it's my Paul. Orson Welles moment. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It was so yeah. cool. Yeah. Just to, be, just to be clear, we, um, when Mary wrote it, she wrote it in such a way that we don't scare the kids saying puppy mill, evil, bad place. It's this little dog was in a difficult situation and yeah. she never gave up on love and she knew things would get better and things did because she was rescued, found her, her forever home and she didn't really rescue wasn't really the one who got rescued. She rescued everyone who met her because she was really worthwhile. She, she had something inside her that made her glow. And that's the story for the kids. Don't yeah. give up. If you're in a bad situation, yeah. things will get better because you're worth it. And, it. and that's the story. And in the end, we don't say she died. In the, no. the uh, afterward, we say, you know, she passed away. But in, even in the story, we don't say she died. She just had a great life and touched everyone. Now, what happened? You only had her for two years, and what 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 was wrong with her that that she well, passed puppy, so quickly? Puppy mill dogs are very, are very very badly treated for the most part. Some some worse than others. And to be perfectly honest, when you when if you want to compare horrors, mm-hmm. hers probably wasn't as horrible as some. Mm-hmm. We know about Ruby that she was not 
um, caged 24-7, but she lived in a basement. Um, they lived in feces and urine and um, really horrendously dirty situations. But she wasn't underfed. She probably did not. We know she also, but she also didn't have enough clean water. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, she definitely, she doesn't, wasn't underfed because she was producing puppies. And so, you know, she wouldn't have been able to do that at all for six years, have enough nourishment. But she was, yeah, she was six years old living in these horrendous filth and stench, which the ammonia smell, the ammonia smell burns their lungs. Yeah. um, Oh, dear. Sorry, I'm choking up here. Yeah. I'll take over. That's all right. We we spoke to... um, We spoke to uh, inspectors uh, at the OSPCA, mm-hmm. Ontario uh, SPCA and Humane Society, who said that mm-hmm. when they go into these places, they have to put on uh, goggles and gas masks because wow. they can only be in these um, environments for five to ten minutes because it starts burning the lungs. Think of a little dog, oh. six, seven pounds, living in this for six years. Yeah, ten. and their scent of smell is just like a thousand times so, ours. So when they are saved... They have conditions, and this mm-hmm. is American explained about Ruby now. This yeah. is she didn't last too long with us. No, she was with us for less than two years because we found like, uh, the other thing that that happens is is that they they never have any dental checks. So yeah, she got sick um, because we found out that she was so, she wouldn't eat. She was she she was loved 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 her treats, and then she stopped taking them. And it was like, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then I realized that she had a really badly infected tooth. Okay. Took her to we took her to the vet. Um, the got her on antibiotics. But when they were there, she they did blood tests, and they said, you know, this dog has a really 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 low white blood cell count. She doesn't fight infection well. Mm-hmm. And when they checked further, they said, wow, this dog also has a really, really low red blood cell count. We're not sure how she's alive. Wow. And so she had, you know, she went through a series of antibiotics and, you know, sometimes she was fine, sometimes she was not so fine. And then, you know, she basically lived on love for approximately six months before she died. Because oh, geez. She shouldn't have survived. And, and wow. they said it was basically lack of water and, and things like that, and the nourishment that affects the body in long term. Yeah, when they looked at when they looked at her after she died, they said that her kidneys and liver were completely shriveled up. Wow. So yeah. is the Humane Society using this as a as a fundraiser for themselves, or as something to give no. to families who are thinking about adopting dogs? No. What they what they um, what we were told that they were doing. Um, when we when we um, they endorsed the book was that they were going to write curriculum around the around the story and that they were going to use it in their humane education programs. Oh, okay. So you know that was it was sort of up to them to uh, figure out whether they were you know how they were going to proceed with that. And uh, yeah, we're we're just very very happy with the endorsement. Before and, we even uh, printed the book, we had it in a manuscript form in a, a binder. We went up to the Humane Society in Peterborough and just said, "What do you think of this as a book?" And mm-hmm. the new director there um, read it, and she said, "I have been waiting years for someone to write a book like this." Oh. And then introduce us to the OSPCA, who said the same awesome. thing. We've been waiting years for someone to write a sensitive book like this because it works on so many levels. It does. It really you know? does. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fabulous book. Just fabulous. Now, you guys have two two new doggies. We have yeah. two dogs. Yes, Matilda and Roxy. 
But no, they're both um, both of them uh, were, their, were their third homes. Mm-hmm. Gratefully, they both came from a pretty good place before we adopted them. Um, because they were both healthy and they were both really, really happy, and they still are adorable, adorable, adorable. Are they little dogs too? They're little one. Matilda's a wired-haired dachshund. Uh-huh. Oh, Roxy, I love them. Roxy's kind of a Shih Tzu cross as well. She 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 looks more like a Shih Tzu than Ruby did. Wow. So so we adopt. You know, you and, adopt. and yeah. we encourage people to do that because, you know, Christmas is coming up. It's like, let's go buy a puppy. They go to a pet store. Yeah. 98% of the time, that's going to be from puppy a puppy. Puppy dog. Don't get one at a, a pet Mm-mm. store. Get a, buy a dog collar. <laughs> Give it to whoever you want to have the puppy. And then go to the shelter. Get a shelter dog. Rescue a dog. Because you don't really rescue them. They rescue you. You know, so we encourage people to do that, you know. Yeah, I do too. What people people should really know, though, as well, is that, you know, there are some very, very reputable breeders. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, do your homework. Make sure that if you're buying a dog from a breeder that they allow you to see the parents of the dog, that they allow you to see where... The dogs live. That they um, that you see the the puppies interacting with the mother, uh, and you know, I mean, sometimes the fathers are there and sometimes they're not. But they're not as you know. That's that's not as crucial. But it's like you absolutely must see the conditions where the dog lives, or walk away. Because people think that they're rescuing these dogs from a bad situation, and the whole thing is, is that the people who, the people who, backyard breeders and the bad breeders that do the puppy mill thing. They all they're looking for is to sell dogs. So right. if you if you think you're rescuing that dog, if you bought it from a puppy mill or if you bought it from a, a pet store or if you bought it from a flea market, the dogs that are the parents are the ones that are suffering because they are made to continuously breed heat after yeah. heat, after heat after heat, and most of them are sold sick, and and uh, then then. You know, you, 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 people wind up with a broken heart and, and uh, out of, uh, c- tremendously out of pocket. Yeah. And as Mary says, ask those questions. And if for ever any reason they say, well, we can't right now, we can't today, we can't whatever, red flag goes up. Yeah. They should yeah, be for wide sure. open and say, absolutely, come in, see the parents, see the facilities. And when they do that, you know you're okay. Yeah. We're, we've got, um, what do we have, Karina? I think about a minute in a, in a bit before we go to our next commercial break, but one minute. Yeah. Um, but I think it, I think it comes back to where we started the show and that's really with values and, and, you know, what you value and being in alignment with what your, your values and, and what you value. And I think that that's what the two of you have done, um, very successfully, you. you know, is, 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 since you're sidestepping and I didn't know you before, but I imagine you were the same people, but you know, in, in my book, Midlife Mojo, I talk about, you know, losing our socialized self to becoming our true self. And I think that that's where you, you guys became was your true selves and in value, you know, alignment with the values of, of that true self. And, and so this passionate, inspiring, heart-centered living that you're doing, um, you know, is totally in alignment with that. We're going to go to commercial break. When we come back, I do want to talk about the Master Heart magazine, wave design and video. Let's talk a little bit about where the Feng Shui and and the Reiki comes in. And uh, we'll we'll be wrapping up your lives (laughs) in in just a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. That's right. Don't stop listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. 
you hear about Wesley, the golden retriever puppy from Michigan that was fitted with braces? Before you think this is a bona fide insanity, Wesley was born with teeth that were so crooked he couldn't shut his mouth all the way. This was affecting his ability to eat properly. So his owners took him to the Harborfront Hospital for Animals and Veterinary Dental Solutions, where a doggy orthodontist prescribed him a set of braces. And now, pictures of Wesley smiling with his bright, shiny braces have been circling the Internet. With all that metal wrapped around their teeth, some would think that most dogs would become bruxomaniacs, but not Wesley. He doesn't mind the braces at all and is now able to eat his food with gusto. A bruxomaniac is someone with an uncontrollable urge to grind their teeth. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Improper posture can lead to low back pain, but exercise can alleviate some of the pain. Walking doesn't cause lumbar pain, but because you are doing repetitive motion, it can make it worse if your posture is incorrect. When you do not stand properly, the ligaments and tendons around your spine can become overworked and cause pain. Inflammation and arthritis surrounding those nerves can also cause pain in your lumbar area. Tight hamstrings and hip flexors can cause your posture to be distorted, and that can put pressure on your lower back. So be sure to keep those areas flexible with effective stretching. To alleviate low back pain, keep the muscles of your core strong. When you are walking, running, or doing any form of exercise, pull your belly button to your spine and keep your core muscles tight and engaged. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. And we're back. Our guests are Mary Dufresne, her husband, Paul L. Clark, and I'm, of course, your host, Frankie Picasso, and you're listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. Nice to have you. Thanks for coming back. Hi. We are <laughs> we're just going to be talking now about the, the heart-centered part of, really, um, what Mary and, and Paul have created uh, with their inspiratainment. Uh, she tells me that the if you do know about their wave design, they've incorporated it into their inspiratainment. They do still do videos for, for people. Um, but you do uh, Feng Shui, Mary, and, and both of you do Reiki, I believe. Yes, we're both uh, um, Reiki practitioners, yeah. We don't have a shingle out, but we are trained, yes. Nice. Yeah, I am too, actually. <laughs> oh, I am? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a marvelous thing for to center your own self. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, I am um, when I when we first started on this sidestepping, as you know, as we call it. The first thing I did was wanted to find something to ground into, and um, fun, I had always been interested in feng shui. I had a, I, I, it's like I saw it as a place to be able to help myself and to help other people. Mm-hmm. So I, I, um, I w- got certified with the Canadian Schools of Feng Shui, and I did. Do um, I did feng, sh- feng shui consultations for people in their homes for for quite a long time, but now we apply, help people apply feng shui to their branding. Nice. And we take we we do a, you know ask a lot of questions and formulate a feng shui profile for people so that we can create logos and branding for them so that their um, so that their business attra- and they themselves attract. The, the kind of clients and the most positive energy to them. 
I know we have one client who for years, you know, in feng shui there's, there's a, a, you know, a series of natural elements. And for years, this one, one of our clients used a fire element as, uh-huh. uh, as her logo. And when I took a look at it and then I did her feng shui, um, it turned out that she is actually a wood element. And when we changed her logo to be wood, she started to grow. And the reason that she wasn't growing before is because the use of the fire element, fire burns wood. It's yeah. a literal kind of thing. So she was not, um, it, it, her business was not being ignited. So instead we used wood and water, which, which promotes growth, and um, her business thrives now. I love the idea of feng shui. I, I wanted to take it. Uh, it's one of the things I haven't taken yet that I always wanted to do uh, for fun. Uh, but I love that. I love that. I'll have to talk Thanks. to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, it, it makes so much sense. And talking about a logo, we don't literally mean we say, here's a piece of wood, that's your logo. It's no, no, no. a wood element. You know, so there's colors, there's shapes, like water is undulating, whereas fire is pointed. You know, so mm-hmm. you take that mm-hmm. kind of approach. Mary does the analysis, and then I sit down and go, what can I do, what shouldn't I do, and design something with that in mind. So blue colors with undulating and this kind of thing is your look. Or red and orange and fire and pointed is, is your kind of look, or whatever the case is. And 100% of the time, they always call back and say, I don't know what happened, but things are picking up. You know, That's so awesome. Yeah. How, how, how difficult is it to find out or figure out what you, what you are? It's, it, you know, I mean, you just have to have the right tools. Okay. So it's, it's, it's not difficult. Yeah. I love that. Does, does a whole analysis based on uh, the, the person or the business? And well, you can explain it more, Mayor. The the date that yeah, uh, it was and all that. The year know. the year that people are born always has an element that is that's carried with it, mm-hmm. and then it depends on whether you're male or female, and it depends at what time of the year you were born because oh. the, the Chinese New Year uh, fall, falls at um, at a different time. Uh, right. Know, so so people who are born in January um, can often be associated with the previous year. Mm-hmm. As opposed mm-hmm. to you know, it's like um, it, it it gets it gets a little bit convoluted, and some people go, oh, okay, so if the calendar year is from here to here, that means I must be this, and it's not necessarily true because it depends on when Chinese New Year falls. Um, you know, it, so there's there's a there's um there are a lot of different things that go into it, but I have all kinds of charts and graphs, and you know, I I, I look at them all and go, okay, this is what I see, and then I also take into account the nature of the business that people um that that people own because you, I I did I did a, a feng shui analysis for a woman, for example, who has a cleaning company. Mm-hmm. And I took the date of the company into, a, into account, and I took her birthday into account. And we put it all together, and I said, you're this. And we did the logo, and she said, I'm not feeling it. And I looked at her and it and went, you know why? Because what we need to, what we need, even though it, it's not part of your feng shui, a part of the dates, we need to take into account the nature of the business. Mm. So we we needed to revise it to um, add a water element because she's a cleaner. She's a cleaner, yeah. And even though it, her feng shui didn't say exactly that, we had to, we, you know, it's like it was one of those things that was like, okay, it's only going to work if we do this. And so, I think that's you know, so great. I love it. It's energetic, right? It's like you have yeah. to go with, what, with the way that the energy flows. 
Yeah, we have to talk. It just puts (laughs) you into everything. So, yeah, I love that. I just love it. And 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 so the Reiki um, is is for yourselves more more so to for grounding and and just or you like to practice on on other people or it's just nice to have in your toolbox. When we started, we um, you know part you know part of the the um, taking the courses meant working on other people, Mm -hmm. and we did take clients for a while but i i personally uh, more so than paul i think found that um it was more beneficial for me to know how and to use it and to do self-reiki and mm-hmm. and you know i mean I, I i would definitely help somebody if they needed it but treating people is is not my thing yeah i i'm kind of with you on that i i mean i'm very sensitive and i pick up a lot of stuff about them but um i i got to where i really didn't want to do it i just wanted it for 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 me um now i was fortunate to meet you mary through brent and brent is the good radio network movie correspondent and he also writes for master heart magazine which is your your easing online yes well master master heart was started as another one of the initiatives um that that was was bringing people to a more heart-centered life. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we I, I I started it specifically because I wanted I, I personally wanted an outlet to write and to express mm-hmm. those things, and it gave other people an opportunity to um, to express themselves as well. You know, it's I mean, a beautiful yeah. magazine. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And Paul, that was kind of your encouragement, was it? And his design. Hmm. Oh, oh, the the Master Heart, you mean? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah was, Master Heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that and back to the Reiki thing. It was <clears throat> started for me almost uh, selfish. It's like with the Crohn's and the health oh, issues yeah, and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Was like, I got to start doing something different here. And quite a few years ago, I don't know ten, I don't know whatever it was, decided I need to do things holistically. I need to get into energy. I need. I mean, I've always un- not understood, but I've always. Um, known energy is around us mm-hmm. but never could put my finger on it and know what it was so i started studying that more and more and so reiki really is like quantum touch it's like mm-hmm. healing touch uh healing hands uh it, it's basically i shouldn't say it's all the same thing but it's along the same principles so it for me it was like for my health and it's like and it and it worked <laughs> and the and then the, the extension of that was putting that out into the world in a way that would, that made perfect sense. And so when we started the magazine, when we started Master Heart magazine, there were all Paul's designs. He wrote for it. I wrote for it. We encouraged other people to write for it. And it's like that. It was an easy way to um, to find and find our center, so that we would be able to actually put that kind of material out there. Now, um, I have to ask a question because, I mean, it looks like you guys are like so suited for one another. And it was definitely, you know, fated that you are together. But <laughs> it's over 25 years. You work, you know, you work, you live, you do everything together. How difficult is that sometimes? Uh, or is it? Beep. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, Frankie? Um, I, we, we have, with, like, a whole lot of people um, gone around our relationship several times. We mm-hmm. have lived in separate places because I have been fortunate enough to live and work in several places in the world. It's like I lived in Halifax, I lived in Vancouver, I've lived in Italy. And sometimes I think that had we not had those, those, the opportunity to be apart, especially mm-hmm. because we have no children, mm-hmm. um, we may not have made it. 
but when when push comes to shove i i can only speak from my own perspective this is i mean this is where i put it it's like number 1 i do not know a finer human being than my husband nice number 2 there is not a soul on the planet else who would put up with me. <laughs> and number three, I don't want to be by myself. Yeah. So aside from the fact that we love each other, those things are really important because love's not enough. I think that I, I can hear that, that you're yeah. home, that each one of you is home to the other. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, an, yeah. an anchor, a foundation of, of something. Yeah. And, and sometimes we would like to strangle each other. There's no doubt. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm really mouthy and opinionated and pain-in-the-butt kind of person from a lot of the time. Yeah. And I'm quiet yeah. and I observe, you know. Uh, and one thing we've, I've, I've learned from Mayor is don't judge anything. Just observe. Yeah. You know, yeah. for the positive or negative, you can observe and then act accordingly. You know, I love I'm, it. I'm the kind of the quiet type and I'll sit. And if something is way out of whack, I stand go, wait a minute. And it's like, uh-oh, Paul's going to say something, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> Everybody quiet. Yeah. Paul's going to say something. And, and, and yet you, 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 have, you have taken over the show, Paul. You've spoken okay, thank you. Thank you. This is hilarious that he thinks he's quiet because yeah. like, he, he started talking and has not stopped. <laughs> I know what I just said. I know. <laughs> I, I've been pacing here with my lips. I mean, it's been great to hear from that. you. I love that, that you spoke. I said, it's been great to hear from you, Paul, and I love that you spoke. But I, I find it interesting. I mean, I looked at your pictures, and you kind of remind me of my husband, who is a quiet type, who does sit back, um, except when he's with me, and then he's yappy, yappy. But, um, yeah, most people think, oh, he doesn't talk. I get, I get very passionate about what, what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, we use sacred geometry in all our work. We use, oh, wow. You know, like all of like logos and book covers. Oh, I, I'm sorry. That. I have to stop you. I have to stop you because we've got one minute to the end of the show, and oh, I do yeah. have to get these in. Uh, please go to www.scribbleandgrin.com, www.rubieslegacy.ca. Make sure you go there. Look up masterheartmagazine.com, inspertainment.com. Two words, inspire and entertainment together, inspertainment.com. Uh, so you can find out all things, uh, all, all things Mary and Paul. 30 yeah. seconds. Uh, love you guys. I think you're terrific. Oh, Thank you great. so much for being my guest today. Oh, Everybody's going to gonna go. love it. We have to go. You can come back, but we have to go now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yes, Karina, thanks for uh, producing the show today. And all of you, thanks for coming back each and every week. I do appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. When the chips were down, they didn't stop. Stories of people who, when the odds were against them, turned defeat into victory. You've been listening to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. See you next time, and always remember... Don't, 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 don't stop.